All right, welcome. So professional when he says action. See what a difference it made? Look at the difference. Look at our guest. I'm not even going to look because I know he's more excited because of professional show business. Yes, we just heard action and welcome everybody to Stand Up Memories. Another episode, our third season. We're, ro <laughs> We're rolling along. I I'm Peter Bales and this is none other than Jackie, known far and wide, the joke man, Martling, and what a special guest we have this week. I'm not really a guest, I'm a co-host. No, I know, you're, we're the, our guest is sitting right there. And I'm his not name looking, is I'm not looking because I want to be surprised. <laughs> you know who's there, his Just name is Chris Monty, and he's one of the funniest comedians, bar none, oh, anywhere. Stop. No, he is. He said that, you know, he not only says that about every guest, he said that about Rory Rosegarden, and he's a manager. <laughs> <laughs> we had Rory Rosegarden on here, and I introduced him as one of the funniest comedians, because it's really, I'm a robot, and I'm on automatic pilot. Seriously, though, this is Chris Monty, and I go back to the beginning with Chris Monty. Very I, beginning. I, I knew, in fact, Chris is a regular guy from Long Island. Comedians come from Long Island. Long Island is a breeding ground for comedians. Me, Jackie, Now, you met Chris. him in the, in the circuit or, or at the clubs. I was no longer, I was on the Stern Show, but I ran into you at the old homestead in Oyster Bay. At that point, were you already a working comedian or just yes. starting? Uh, I was just starting, and Larry was the bartender at the old homestead. <laughs> I was Larry Eisner, and I was at the time Mark and I, Mark Lund and I, had teamed up to become Monty and Lund. And this now, is, what is that? How you started as a no? I started act? solo. Mark started solo, and then we decided let's try and be a team a year later, just to try and do something different and um, bring back old school. And then that's when we started hanging out because we had met Larry in Peter's class. Larry Eisner took Peter's now, class. Now let's explain. Oh, that's this is, that's okay. This okay. is a plug for Stand Up University a comedy school that I run with Rich Walker here on Long Island. And Chris, we take credit for Chris Monty. In fact, when I first met Chris, his You last weren't just hanging at the club, you took the- He took the I class. I took the class. He I took saw the, the ad in Newsday, I think. Oh, wow. This is how long, this is back in the late no 90s, 1998. you never shut up about- All Chris, he talks about is how great you are. And I know you're funny and really good. And we well, work I really together, didn't need them, but-, but he really, <laughs> he really leans on it. I do. I'm a big fan of Chris Monty. I knew Chris Monty when his last name, let's give credit to your family, was a Montroni, Chris Montroni. He Still might is. not want that out. He, well, That's okay. I no, can. he's proud of that. He's proud of his family, and, and Monty he's is Italian. really- He's Italian. He's, well. Would you be proud of that? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good to drive away our audience with no, comments but, like but that. Monty yeah. with a Y. My father, uh, my, my grandfather uh, came from Italy, and when he, came, when he got his citizenship, his name was Montrone, M-O-N-T-R-O-N-E. And when he got his papers, they spelled his name wrong. And here's an immigrant, barely speaks English, just got to this country. And he went back and said, that's not my name. And they said, well, go get a lawyer and change it. <laughs> and so he just kept it. He goes, I guess I'm Montrone now. What do I? Was, <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. Whatever they hear, that's what went down. That's it. And meanwhile, his brothers were all the right way, you know, when they came over. So okay. my father and my family from my grandfather were the only ones with a lot. <laughs> That's so. a classic joke. Hans Schmidt's Chinese Laundry. Do you know that? <laughs> no, tell it. And the guy can't believe it's Hans Schmidt's Chinese Laundry. And he walks in. There's a little Chinese guy behind the counter. He says, Hans Schmidt's Chinese Laundry? Who's Hans Schmidt? Oh, oh, oh. 
He says, well, how did you get a name like Hans Schmitz? He said, I was in line at coming into America and the guy in front, they say, what's your name? He said, Hans Schmidt. And they say to me, what's your name? And I say, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I only said that because what are the odds you're going to get a lead into that stupid <laughs> joke? But whatever they want. They, That's a great joke. So how come when, uh, now your family is Italian and your father and your mom were, were both supporters of you when you started out. Yeah. But I think of your father and I think of you talking about tomato plants. Why is that? Why is what's the, well? That was my father who had the tomato plant garden growing up. So that was a, you know every I used to do guy pizza, I know. Every, He's with squirrel traps in the backyard. My dad because the squirrels eat the tomatoes, right? So now I have my own house, and now I ha I know how to keep them away without traps. You put, but he grew the tomatoes and canned them, did the whole nine. Yeah, he made sauce, he made salads, everything. So, but but he used to put the traps out there, and so. You know, I we were like, Dad, what are you doing? He's like, the damn squirrels are eating my tomatoes. These traps that you catch them and let them go, or, right. the, or the mouse traps that chop them. And catch them and let them go, or what my dad would do when he gets pissed off. One time he left a, uh, you know, the the squirrel in the trap, and now a week goes by. I was Dad, he's still in the trap, and my dad was like, Yeah, I'm sending a message to the other squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> so I I caught a, a squirrel. They. One came in the house, and I caught him in one of those traps. Yeah. And I went to go take him and, and drop him off somewhere, and he wasn't in the trap. The, the, the thing bent up just a tiny bit, like He's it was this big, and, and it, got, it got out. Oh. You know, the, in your car or before? No, no, in the, oh. in the oh. stupid trap. They got out under the... Oh, yeah, they have like, yeah, they're like mice. They can bend their bodies. It's crazy. crazy. And you were you driven all the way to West Virginia, and you realized the raccoon was gone. What a wasted drive. Well, I, I had an uncle that used to take them and, and drive them, like, to a few towns away because he didn't want to kill them. Right. And then, I, and then keep catching them. And I would say to him, how do you know you're not catching the same squirrel every week and driving off? You know what he did? He goes, no, I, I spray paint the tails. <laughs> so he knew if that squirrel came back, he would spray paint it a certain color. So you know now at your house that you don't have to use traps to keep the squirrels No, away? you just put uh, peppermint spray and human hair around by the, by the garden, it's, and, and they smell it, they think humans there. Those crazy oh. store, not yeah. stories, those old wives' remedies, they all work. They it's work. It's amazing. It's they amazing. They work. We got heat cups, you take the, uh, a, a spoonful of peanut butter and then drink a, a half a glass of water, and the hiccups go away. Oh, that's that's interesting. What what, that, when, what that I've have never seen a squirrel plant? with the hiccup. <laughs> well, that's because yeah. I, I I always have peanut butter on here. Ah, it works. Now you know a joke. Isn't there a joke about driving somebody far away, and then they're back? A dog. Is it a dog? No, what? no. no the, the joke what? is a woman. They don't know whether she has Alzheimer's or AIDS. You know that. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the dirty version. Now, now, come on, I gotta hear this now. I, you guys have you have the joke, guys. Come on, you know that. Tell joke. them that joke, but but clean it up the slightest bit. Yeah. So uh, it's, this is a, this is the clean version of it. The doctor the doctor says comes out of the thing. He says, "What's wrong with my wife, Doc?" To the husband and the doc goes, "Well, we we don't know. She either has Alzheimer's or she has AIDS." And he goes, well, what am I supposed to do? He says, well, drive her far away and leave her there. And if she comes home, don't have sex with her. <laughs> <laughs> but when you tell joke. it, you tell it a little dirtier yeah, you way. Do. You, know. you do, but that's a funny joke. Yeah. Now, what's my, my joke is, is a clean joke, which is so funny because a guy in Florida told me this joke 10 years ago. And he 
I hate saying the F curse. To me, that sounds dirtier than saying the word. You know, and F bombs. It's like, no, right. I hate it. But every other word in this joke, he said, said the, the F bomb. And he got done with the joke, and I'm like, you idiot. This, that's a great joke. There is no need. I, he's probably nervous telling you. Yeah. The guy has a girlfriend. She has a small apartment, so she has a small couch and a cat. And the cat's always on the couch. In the middle of this small couch is a cat. And he comes over. It's the only place to sit. If he wants to sit down, he's got to get the cat out of the way and chew the cat. And after a certain amount of time, he's just, he hates the cat. He's so annoyed. So he goes there and she's not there. He takes the cat, drives five miles, lets the cat out of the car. He's back to the apartment and the cat's on the couch, <laughs> okay? So he's really annoyed. A couple of days later, she's not there. He takes the cat and drives the cat 20 miles and lets it out of the car. He's about the apartment. And the cat's on the couch. He's like pretty annoyed. So he takes the cat next time. She's not there. Drives 100 miles. Goes over a river. Goes into a city. Goes left 30 blocks. Right 30 blocks. Opens up the window and throws the cat out the window and zooms back. <laughs> An hour and a half later, he calls the apartment. His girlfriend answers. He says, is the cat there? She says, yeah, he's on the couch. She says, put him on the phone. I'm lost. <laughs> 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 Which is such oh, a great, a great joke. joke. You don't need any four-letter words in that you joke. You don't need a four-letter word in that. I knew there was a joke there. I knew it. I felt it. So what's it like working in a comedy team? You you started you started single, then you went double. <laughs> um, it's the same pay, and you got to split it now. That's right. <laughs> you know? That's Unless right. you're a draw, and you're a name, and you're a headline act, and you get in the door. But, you know, Mark and I, we started, I mean, we, I remember. Had you played around back and forth? Yeah, we, we, we actually went back to Peter, and, and, and he helped us yes, write jokes. We, we went back to the stand-up university. Stand but it wasn't like you stood around in a bar and threw things back and forth and said, wait, this could work. Yeah, we did. And when we were talking with you, you would give us some ideas and stuff. Like, as a matter of fact, you got me uh, my first writing job. You got me with Joan Rivers. Remember that? He was at the bar, and we, Mark and I were sitting there, and he said, you know, Joan Rivers is looking for comedians. She had the radio show on WOR a few nights a week. Yeah. She, it had just come through that she needed writers. Yeah, and he that. says, you know... I, he goes, listen, call this number tomorrow. Tell him Jackie gave it a number. And we called, and I did a couple episodes with Joan Rivers, and she was on the fly right, like, like he would do, right? When you started, right. you would always do that. And Joan Rivers would be talking, and all of a sudden, you know, you'd, you'd think of something, you'd hand it to her, and boom, she'd say it, you know? And she used a couple of my jokes the first time, and it was like, I think you got 50 bucks an hour, and you're there two hours sitting with Joan Rivers. It was a great gig, you she, know? Yeah, yeah, and she was great. And yeah, she was and great. I remember, and, and I just met you guys, but I liked you. Just met us, yeah. You know, I liked you. That's yeah. when that's when Jackie used to, you know, have a couple of beers. And I remember, uh, <laughs> no, I remember, because we used to go to, Mark and I would, you know, we were no, you know, stranger to the, uh, to the, to the bar. Yeah, that was, that was like Wednesday nights we used to go, and you know. And yeah. I remember meeting you at the Friars Club one night. And so I'm at the Friars Club after that. This is like a year or two later, and I see him. And I, I go, hey, Jack, I don't know if you remember me. I used to hang out. He goes, yeah, I know you. You hung out in the bar in Oyster Bay. I said, yeah. I go, and I, you got me a job with Joan Rivers. And he goes, I did? And I go, yeah, for writing on the radio. He goes, you owe me. <laughs> <laughs> now, that, that sounds like a true story. <laughs> yeah, that's a true story. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. Um, I, I hope I didn't tell us. Uh, but we, working in Fort Lauderdale, and it was always the thing with... Uh, the city comedians versus Long Island comedians, but not just that. It was always people would have the ass for prop comics, you mm -hmm. know, ventriloquists, guitar acts, guitar acts. But notwithstanding, you know, the, the the props, the legendary weird, the whole thing. And there was a two-man act called Mac and Jamie, 
a million years ago. And they actually went on to do really with a hate. They had one of the first like four wall comedy shows or something. And, uh, and Nelson, they had to follow Bob Nelson. <laughs> and Nelson's up there destroying, destroying the place, you know, but, but he's, you know, he's juggling handkerchiefs and, right. you know, he's doing, doing, a football his, routine doing his and goofy stuff. stuff, but he's destroying the place. And they're like, this is such crap. I mean, you know, he's up there with gimmicks and gadgets. It's such crap, man. You know, this is childhood. And finally, I just, I don't, I don't know if I, I, I dragged him into the bar and said, you guys, what is wrong with you? If a, if a comic's on stage, what is the best possible prop he could have? Another human being, and you two morons are up there, and you have the best prop in the world. If, I, I was in a two-man act, me and my partner played music and told jokes for 10 years, and if I'm bombing, I just turn my head, and then everybody's head turns in. Right. You know, it's a no brainer And when we used to do it, you know, when Mark and I were in it, some of our best moments on stage, because we only did it for about a year, two years maybe, and then we were both like, you know what, this is, I didn't want to do it anymore because it just was, wasn't creatively satisfying me. Yeah, but, plus one of the guys was Mark Lund. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we, but w some of the moments when we had something where I would improv and something happened naturally, and he started laughing and I broke him up, you know, and Joe Starr had said this to me. He goes, nothing's funnier for a crowd than to watch somebody watching somebody laugh. And right. he goes, when you right. were breaking Mark up, you're getting applause breaks because they're laughing with you and they're laughing right. that he's laughing, you know? So, right. and Magic, those were some of the hottest moments. Magical there. stuff, you know, the, Tim Conway and-, and Harvey uh, Corman. Corman, you know, just great. Absolutely. Just great. But, but, but by Jackie's standards, I would say Mark was looking at you a lot more than you were looking at him. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't a, think that's right. <laughs> he was Mark Lund went on to become a club owner, a but comedy club owner. You shouldn't talk club like owner. that of the dead, should you? Well, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm sure he, it was a good experience. Die? It was a great experience. Mark Lund? Yeah. No. No. He just oh, left I the guess clubs. those rumors are exaggerated? I th believe they are very exaggerated. No, I don't know how to react to this. <laughs> he's he's messing all, with you when you're taking the bait. He's messing with me and I'm taking the bait. Mark Lund is... is he's alive is, and well. And, you don't and, know and that. Child, We've been sitting childhood. here for an hour. But a childhood friend of, of yeah, Chris. we grew up together. They grew up together. They're like buddies. And he knows better than we do. Yeah, yeah. So why are you suggesting that you know one of Chris's best best friends of his lifetime is dead? I didn't say he was dead. Okay. He said a rumor. Yeah, it was a rumor. It was a rumor. Oh. No, he's alive and well. And so well. so you're crying, and it's so funny because I've been I had my knee replaced and I go for physical therapy and it's it's hard and it's so much work, but now. It's fixed enough that I drive to gigs. And I keep telling people, how's your, how you doing? I, I wouldn't even call it a career. I, I'm driving three times as far for one third the money, you know? But like last week, I drove all the way to just outside of Atlantic City, but I always come back the same night. Yeah, I, I drive there anymore. and then come back. And then I went to a club not far on the other, but it's the other side of George Washington Bridge, and coming back, you're sitting there for two hours oh, yeah. nowadays. And then uh, just the other day, I, Thursday, I had a gig in Boston, and it was five hours, did the show, turned around and came back. Oh. And when I wake up, I don't know if I'm sore from physical therapy or from sitting, I don't know. From the car. I'm from old, man, I'm a lot older. I'm sitting in that car and sitting in that car and pulling to a service plaza to get a cup, cup of coffee. 
takes me 10 minutes to get out of the car. Yeah, and, you, and you, like, your back is all twisted. Oh, my and yeah, God. Yeah, so, it's and terrible. And you just said... I always take the room for two reasons now. Because I hate to drive, but the main reason is because I have a wife and two little kids at home. So I take the room if they offer it because I don't sleep at home. I can sleep in the hotel. Yeah, well, let me just it. say this. I'm very lucky I don't have that many gigs and my back is fine. <laughs> <laughs> He's very limber. I am very limber, good shape, never bothered. But you drive to Myrtle Beach? So uh, I do. I was just at the Comedy Cabana. You do the Comedy Cabana, right? Yeah, they, they haven't used me in a couple of years. She always, she's always screaming. Christine's always screaming at me. Oh, we got to bring you... When, when it's all right to have somebody that's dirty, I'm like, I'm not, you're not dirty. I'm not any dirtier than anybody else anymore, you know. So I, mean, I like I, those. I like those people. Yeah, they're great. Uh, I, I was just there. I drive because if I every drive, time I go down there, that freaking MC guy, he's doing, retired. He's Cooter. Do, he's not retarded. He's just slow. Retired. Oh, well, he's both. <laughs> he, people need to understand the difference between but, dirty uh, and gross. Don't you agree? Yeah, I will. I will say. I will say. I will say that was, both. That was but, a joke. But every time, every time I'm I went down, they would do like, you know, three or five of my jokes that you know, and I'm like, tell him when I'm not here. But you know, he knows right. damn well, you know, and they're not my jokes, but they're the ones I, you know. <laughs> right. They're right. They're, 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 he retired. He he. You know what happened? Um, and I'm talking. To, uh, if he's watching, good friend, shout out to Cooter. He came to see me. Cooter Douglas. He came to see me when I was there. But. Uh, some altercation with uh, some drunk guy that, that got physical with him on stage. Uh, and he's like, you know what? I'm 70. I don't need to get, you know, after, since, ever since this Chris Rock thing, you know, people are taking the liberty to, uh, you know, come and take pokes at us and I'm swings and throw stuff. I'm older than Cooter. <laughs> You're somebody, older than 70? Somebody has to shoot me. Here's, I, I always got a kick out of him, but that, that club is... <laughs> I hard. love Cooter. We all know... Um, Vince D'Antona, uh, the late Vince D'Antona. Legend. Legendary Vince D'Antona uh, was a terrific ventriloquist and just as funny on stage as he was off stage. And he asked me one time, are you, are you working this Saturday? And I go, no, I'm, it's, I have a family event. We're going out to celebrate my son's birthday. And he goes, yeah, I couldn't get a booking either. Yeah, oh yeah, that was my favorite <laughs> line. That was my favorite line with him. One time we, we, we used to do, Rich Walker and I used to do the White Post Farms. Yes. Uh, so White Post Farms has a fall festival. And Rich called me and he goes, uh, years ago, and he goes, they're looking for a guy to run karaoke for kids. You'd be working like from 11 in the morning to like five o'clock at night, Saturdays and Sundays. It's good money, you know, it's a few hundred bucks for the day. And you know, then you can go do your gig at night if you need the money. And I said, yeah, I need the money, you know. So uh, that goes well. And then all of a sudden they said, we need another act. So Rich says, let me call Vince D'Antona. He'd be great for the kids. So Rich calls, now Vince D'Antona was a ventriloquist. George was his dummy, right? right. So, so Richie calls uh, Vince and he goes, Vince, uh, I got this gig. You're going to do about six shows throughout the day and it's great. And it's 300 bucks. So Vince goes, 300 bucks a show when I'm doing six shows? He goes, no, 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 no. You're doing six shows for 300 bucks for the day. And, and then Rich goes, Vince, are you there? And he goes, hold on. George is laughing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all right, listen. This is, oh, sorry. Oh, oh it's oh, the bad, bad knee. Oh. Is that the bad knee? No. Oh, this has been so much fun. All right, well, oh, uh, to be continued, uh, more Vince Dantona, because I, I got to <laughs> tell him the story, even though we did it a million times on the show, and I know a lot of you people have memorized every show. So Jackie's got a story for next week. Chris Monty is back. I'm coming week. back, and I'm going to wear the same stuff. <laughs> I am Peter Bales, Jackie Martling, Chris Monty, more stand-up memories next week. See you next time. 
That was a pretty good episode. A new episode every Wednesday with me, Peter Bales, Jackie the Joke Man Martling, comedians, interesting people. Leave a comment. We'll, we're gonna get, we'll get uh, what am I saying? I don't know. We're gonna get back to you. We will respond to your comment. Standupmemories.com, if you go there, it shows all the different platforms. Oh, Spotify, we're on everything. Every Wednesday. Stand Up Memories. Every Wednesday. A new episode.